Typically Hazardous, welcome back. This is Hank Fortner, and I'm joined by my guest today, Kevin Lenahan, who is uh, here to talk to us about life and love, specifically a certain life hack that he's my expert on because he you introduced me to this years ago. I did. So listening to this conversation, we're going to go a lot of places, I feel like. Uh, nothing sketched out, so all this is we're going to go wherever we want to go. But at the end of this, you're going to have a hack to Valentine's Day. The goal is that we can say goodbye to Valentine's Day forever. Was that fair? Uh, I, I believe so. I mean, it's, it's something I came up with uh, 16 years ago. 16 years. So we're 16 years in the making. 16 years in the making, yeah. And anyone listening, the guy who's right now going, what am I going to get her for Valentine's Day? The girl who's like, what am I going to get for Valentine's Day? What are we going to do? The stressed out about the plans. Or even possibly the single people who are wondering, ah, the you know Black Tuesday or whatever it's called. Because I feel also there are so many single events on Valentine's Day that you can meet somebody to take them out the following day. Which is nice. the day that I have tried to help invent. Okay, okay. So talk to me about that. I know, you know I'm personally invested in uh, inventing days. So I'm, yeah, I'm a you big are. fan of inventing you are. days. So I feel like we are. We need a website first off, but we'll get there a little bit later. We're currently sitting in my backyard, and it's the evening. And we're sitting in my backyard in February. This is Super Bowl Sunday. We're having this conversation in my my backyard. I mean, we're wearing some layers, but for everyone listening from, say, Norway or anywhere else in the Northern Hemisphere, it's pretty nice out. I'm wearing a a down vest and shorts. Yeah, right, yes. which is the Southern California winter. That's wear, how you do right? it. Yeah, you keep the torso warm. Yeah. But uh, I have some hair on my legs, so that that's an extra layer right yeah. there. And so. you're an actor, so you got to show off the you show <laughs> the off yams. The yeah, yeah, <laughs> show that stuff off. Can't hide it all. That's so what Kevin, I wanted to do. When I came here, I was like, I would like to show Hank my legs, yeah, my exactly. calves. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us who you are. For people who don't know who you are, don't recognize your face or your voice. I mean, for instance, we're we're watching the Super Bowl upstairs. In yes. my house. It just ended about an hour ago. It just ended about an hour ago, and your go Broncos. And your commercials were on. You're in a lot of commercials. Your people recognize you when you and I went skiing last. We yes. were skiing, and some guy stopped you and was like, "Oh my gosh, man, you're the guy from." So tell us about your. You commercial. get a random. Uh, I, so I've been doing commercials for about 20 years now. Um, I think I've done probably around 250 so in that number national commercials. Um, <laughs> 250. So tell me, how average is that for, like, say, an actor? My Uber driver was an actor who moved to Los Angeles in the 50s, by the way. Right. On the way to the airport the other day to go skiing in Colorado mm -hmm. without you, although I did call you. But now that, you know, that's back in the 50s, it didn't sound like his career went so well. So he he goes, yeah, you know, I did like three total spots in his career, and he was happy about it, but he's like, I never made a living doing it. 250 right. commercials. Would that put you in what percentage of actors who... In the Screen Actors Guild, the union that I'm in, uh, this is, puts me in the one percentile. Wow. Okay. Uh, there is, there is, I've always, uh, I've always some, wanted to know a one percenter. I'm right. So glad. Right. I'm so happy. Uh, we have to pay uh, a certain percentage of our dues up into a certain amount of money, and then everyone's the same. Um, so I pay the same amount of dues as a George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Wow. And I, I feel that that might be a little unfair because I don't nearly make as much money as they do. <laughs> sure. 
But that's how those do's are. You're the George Clooney of commercials, Kevin. <laughs> if people yes. Google you, are they going to find all these, or do I just have? Do we have to search them by brand name? Just so you can find you can you can find most of them, yeah. Okay. But not not back Linehan. Back you know ten years ago when they didn't have them all. Okay, right. But of right, of related. recent spots, uh, you're on a fun one where you play a dumpster. You're a dumpster. I do. I, I have a couple management. now that I'm uh, just the voice. I do mostly. I'd say probably 90% of them is my face. Okay. Uh, today, I had uh, six different spots playing where it was just my voice. I was the voice of a dumpster for these uh, waste management spots for the Phoenix Open. And then for the Super Bowl, this Hyundai spot today, I was a, a, a vegan bear. <laughs> And um, only in LA do we write that <laughs> right, story exactly. <laughs> I feel like Super Bowl these days too have a certain kind of ad libs deal where it's they have a spot and you need to involve a famous director. Yeah. You need to make it very cinematography uh, beautiful, beautiful, and, yep. and then at the end involve an animal and maybe a celebrity. Mine didn't involve a celebrity, so I was able to. Be in it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I think, yeah. That's amazing. So 250 commercial spots. Someone's listening who's an actor. And they're like, yeah, I go out on auditions, and that hasn't happened. And so I want to be clear. Right. You've been, you've closed, you've booked 250 jobs. They've been now, on I the don't air. know. That's yeah. got to be more than George Clooney. <laughs> yes, you because there was a point where he started doing television and movies. Sure, right. <laughs> but my point is, he hasn't had to go on 250. He is not. I've got him he there. He hasn't closed 250. That's so it. Technically, that's it. I'm gonna get George on this podcast, and we're yes. gonna run it side by side. But I'm pretty sure he hasn't booked 250 jobs. Here's or the thing had about to. George and I. George is winning with he has a uh, a vacation house in Italy. I don't have that. Good game, George. But I am beating him in the commercial aspect, although. Yeah. He does a lot, like many celebrities do, commercials in China, Japan that we don't see. Yes. And his day rate is is a little bit larger than mine. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go to Hong Kong or every time I go to Asia, you're yes. like, I didn't know Leonardo DiCaprio did a washing machine commercial. It like just crazy stuff that kind of goes on that you know they're they're not wanting to hit the North American. It is, market. yeah. I did yeah. a I did a spot last year with Lionel Richie, just the two of us that only plays in Australia. And it's fun when you get those kind of jobs. Uh, he serenaded just me um, <laughs> for a day singing Hello, one of his well-known songs. Yep. And I had to break down and cry standing less than five feet away from him. That's amazing. And after uh, we did our first by take. The way, by the way, is this on YouTube somewhere? This is. Okay, I'm going to tweet. When I tweet about this uh, this episode. You I'm can type in Lionel Richie commercial Perfect. and this will, you, you'll you be able to find this. We'll do that. Um, after the first take, he, he stopped and he's like, Kevin, I got to be honest with you. I've never, uh, I've never sang this to a man <laughs> who was crying. And I said, Lionel, if we're being honest, I've been saying this a bunch of times. <laughs> By a man <laughs> yeah. who loves me. It's kind of nice. So at the good. end of the day, you become friends with Lionel. He yeah. played at the Hollywood Bowl. I got in touch with his manager, went and saw him. You it's become amazing. friends with 
Yeah, it's a gateway. I do, yeah, a lot of commercials that I do. George Clooney did not get invited to the Hollywood. He was not in that section. So if you, George Clooney wanted to get invited to that concert, he could have gotten invited to yeah. that concert. But he, I did not see him there. Yeah, he didn't get there. No. So tell us about. So this is how you support your life. This is you. This is who what you do. You're a commercial actor. This is what I do mainly. Yeah, and then uh, a couple of TV shows and some independent movies. But uh, overall. I support my family by doing commercials. You have a child and you have a wife. Yeah, I do. An awesome child, hilarious child, and a wonderful, wonderful wife. And you have been married. How long have you been married? We're going on our 10th anniversary in October. Wow, congratulations. Um, we've been together for much longer than that. Um, and we have a six-year-old that turns seven next, next week, wow. which I will unfortunately be shooting something all week next week and i have to miss his first birthday oh, wow. and i have not mentioned that to him and i oh, wow. uh well, i know maybe he's gonna he be could a little listen to this podcast and then that could be like hey son that could Happy be like your birthday. way of telling him yeah hey guess what are you going to be playing a father in that commercial i will be with a uh, fake son a I mean, fake son you're going to be spending your real son's birthday with your fake son with a fake son that's great uh and we'll be in space i'll be up in high wires uh, <laughs> wearing an astronaut suit that's so, great you that's never know great. kind of what you're going to get you, but you know what if i was your seven-year-old son i would forgive you because that would be a great it's not like you're you're sh playing golf with your buddies or shooting pool down the down the street if people still shoot pool down the street anymore right. but you, you're you're playing a fake father to a fake son in fake space yes so well the, the, the thing go to too that school. that he doesn't know about is i'll be making money so i'll be able to <laughs> buy him a much better present yeah, than right. i would have totally no it's a great to the point where maybe next year he'll be like are you are you working <laughs> yeah. on Did my you birthday? Book anything? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, okay. Then day. I just want this. Yeah, lucky day. <laughs> okay, not. so tell talk, take us to the origin of. There's a lot of people out there. Right. Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm getting text messages and tweets and all sorts of stuff. I literally got a text message going, "Dude, I need Valentine's Day ideas." It's a stressful day. Share the wealth. It's adding stress. Me personally, my wife and I, we've gone through a long ebb and flow. We've been together for almost eight years now. And every Valentine's Day, we look at each other and say, we're not doing anything, right? And then we do. And then Valentine's Day comes around, and I do what we agreed to, which is nothing. And then there's disappointment in a dark cloud all over our house. Obviously, because it's never meant. It's the, not the, real. When you, she says that. Right. Okay, so for we're everybody fine. listening, let's begin. This is a Valentine's Day alternative, should it be agreed upon. But the whole we're not going to do anything doesn't work, which is why I think your Valentine's Day alternative day you're creating which i love thank you is is genius because you can't just say we're just not going to do that right it has to be something it has to be but you do want to get off the cliched saint valentine's february 14th business so so tell me what you're so what you've i created. was introduced to my wife i was uh living in chicago at the time and uh months before i was uh shooting uh something in san francisco and my producer we, we were together for about a, a, a week, and we got to know each other very well. And she had mentioned her younger sister, who lived in Boston at the time, um, and how we should uh, love to get you guys together. This was maybe six months later, and we had kept in touch, and I was in New York on a job, and she called me and said, my sister's in town this weekend, are you here? 
I'm like, I'm unfortunately in New York. Um, I get back tomorrow. And this was actually on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. On the 14th in the year 1999. Okay. And Throwback. She... Okay, so you were going to go on a first date with somebody on Valentine's Day, which sounds... She wanted me to, stressful. if I was in town in general, to... to yeah. She was in town for um, her sister's uh, kids' uh, christening. Okay. Um, and I unfortunately wasn't there. Um and she said, well, let me talk to my sister. She's supposed to go home tomorrow. Maybe I'll have her change her flight to go home the following day. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, that uh, night in New York, I went out with some college friends, and it was a uh, happened to be a very late night that okay. we had. Yep. And so Playing coming back that next day. Monopoly and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Coming back that next day was uh, I was a little exhausted, and she had asked, "Well, what should we do?" Um, it's like, "Well, why don't we all go out together, and we'll just make a kind of a fun night." And there was this band, um, the Mighty Blue Kings, that were pretty popular in Chicago, and they traveled around a lot. They actually they played a lot here in Los Angeles, um, and they were playing at the House of Blues. And I had seen that, and I said, well, why don't we get tickets to go see the Mighty Blue Kings at the House of Blues uh, with her and her husband and myself and her sister. And so we, they picked me up, and we went there, and we saw this band, and then we started dancing, and then probably two hours into the concert, um, I let them know, like, you're... You can you can leave now. We're we're good. <laughs> I'm gonna keep her. We've got this. Here, yeah. Uh, and then cut to the following year, that February fifteenth, we decided, uh, right around February twelfth, to not celebrate Valentine's Day on the fourteenth like everybody does because we didn't know each other on Valentine's Day. Right. We met each other on February fifteenth. We met each other at the House of Blues, seeing the Muddy Blue Kings. Why don't we invent our own holiday? And we called it Blue King Day. Instead of hearts and red, we made it blue and crowns. Nice. And you also had to go somewhere. We were in New York at the time that involved blue and crowns. Okay. Because it's been now 15 years. 16 years that we've wow. been doing this, I had to start doing some research of all the things that we've done. We went uh, one year to see the Blue Man Group. Okay. Um, in in New York. On the 15th. I mean, you on the 15th. It on yes. The day. Okay. Uh, out here, we um, one time went to a, a uh, big concert hall called the King King and took salsa lessons. Okay. Um, we have eaten dinner uh, at, at the Blue Avalon Hotel, okay. which, ironically enough, that dinner was where the Blue Avalon Hotel was where I rented a penthouse. We had we celebrated Blue King Day that day, and that was uh, our engagement. 
Oh, nice. Okay. So we also did the engagement. Well, it's funny you saying day. this because now my brain is filled with. I know in Miami there's like the uh, no the aqua blue or the mm -hmm. what's that the fountain blue. Fountain Blue. Fountain Blue, which in Miami, which I'm for of for all my fortieth birthday, she surprised me, um, and we went to Chile to go skiing. Okay. In Portillo, and on our way back, we had to fly through Miami, and it happened to be on our way back her birthday, uh, and she thought we were going back to Los Angeles, and as we uh, flew into Miami. I said, we have to go through customs. She's like, well, no, we don't have to because we're just going to fly to the L.A. I was like, we're actually going to fly to L.A. tomorrow. And, and stay today at the we're staying at the Fountain Blue. Yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Which is a lovely. Okay, so Blue and Kings. So you haven't celebrated a Valentine's Day for the last 16 years. Have not, no. Not a thing. You haven't even snuck any red hearts in. Not not at all. And, and what I have also done. prefixes what I've, these restaurants. What I've also done is, so I'm the, I'm the oldest. I have two younger brothers. I've shared that with my brothers. Okay. Uh, and what I have done is now. Uh, over the years, I don't call my mom and wish her happy Valentine's Day, but at her job, she gets blue roses or any kind of blue flower that I can get, which you can get wherever because yeah, right. they're they're on sale. And no one is trying to sell blue flowers. No, you can go to any restaurant. Volume. There's nothing at a price fix. You right. can get any reservation you want. The day after Valentine's Day, no one is doing anything. This no is sort of like the anything. opposite of Black Friday. Yes. Where ever, the whole world is quiet. Yes. So it would be easy. And in this case, this year, it's President's Day. So no one is trying to buy romantic things right. to celebrate, like, say, Nixon. You know, like, no one is thinking, here's a here's a dozen presidents. Right. That's 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 rather genius. Now, what, for you, you've expanded this past your family. Has this gone live anywhere else? Does anyone else celebrate this? B both my folks celebrate it now. Okay. So just um, your immediate. Uh, it, but I circle. offer it to everyone. Okay. And there has been a... hear this? Do people, I how do. How do people respond when you say, hey, why don't you ditch the tradition and dive into this new thing? Friends, a lot of friends from New York that and big cities that Valentine's Day with a really nice restaurant right. and that always a price fix. Right, always uh, a way expensive, yeah. hard to get and you're not going to get great food. It's like, a, you know, $125 a person, and right. you're going to get a scallop right. and maybe a petite filet. Right. Why don't you go the next day and get whatever you want and pay much cheaper? Right. And it's not a price fix. And you're a pioneer. That's the other thing. The opportunity that our listeners right now have listening to this conversation right. is they have the opportunity to be a part of an, a movement. And they're so, welcome to it. Yeah. Well, my point is that for the last 16 years, I mean, we're listening, you're listening to this. We're having this live conversation. You don't know what I'm saying right now. Right. I was under the impression all these years, three, four, five years, you've told me about this, never convinced Sue Ann of it. I was under the impression that Blue King's Day was a real day. So when I go and speak places, I'm like, yeah, at some point, during Q&As, this happened just in Florida a couple weeks ago. I was like, right. yeah, someone Google it. It's called King's Day or something. What's the day after? And everyone's like, I can't find it. So then I was Googling it, preparing for our conversation. Couldn't find it anywhere. I think if you do Google it, what you will only find is my company's name is Blue King Productions. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even find so that. You could, all I found was... No, because my website is... Uh, I, I took it down. Okay. All I found was <laughs> but nothing. But uh, every tax break I get is from Blue King Blue Productions. Blue King Productions. That's yes. amazing. Well, here's what I'm thinking. 
There's a couple of reasons I wanted to bring you on and a couple of reasons why I think this is a really important conversation. One is everybody gets to be a part of Blue Kings Day. So yes. we're going to officially put together a website. Do you have a website for this yet? Is there a – I feel like the story needs to be told. This conversation needs to be on there. Our listeners need to know that February 14th is officially a thing of the past. Yeah. We just need to give people an opportunity. You, we're, we're here right now to liberate you from the burden of the red roses and all those things, not to get you off the hook completely from doing something. Right. Just don't do it in the most cliched way possible. I What I love about this, this podcast is called Typically Hazardous. Mm-hmm. It's adventures. We are going. We are adventuring into some uncharted territory that's only been charted by one man and his family from Chicago. Not a lot of people are doing this. I'm uh, What I'm fascinated by, I want everyone who celebrates Blue Kings Day who's listening to this to tweet at us, at Hank Fortner, and at Kevin Linehan or hello, I am Kevin. I, I'm not on the on the tweet. You're not on Twitter. You're a comedian and you're not on Twitter. I we got to solve that. I talked. I talked. We've to talked about that. I've talked to photographer in earlier. I did this this podcast with a guy named Steve Frazier, right. who's a National Geographic photographer who didn't have Instagram. He's like, yeah, I'm on Facebook, and I'm like, Steve, what are you thinking? <laughs> now he has Facebook. Now he has Instagram, and it's amazing, and he's getting followers, and he's got tons of stuff. I have Instagram. It's hello, I am Kevin. Hello, I am Kevin. Okay, yes, but no one's but, gonna, no one's gonna. But no I'm also not that. on Facebook. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna get you a Twitter, and we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a domain. But the other thing that I find amazing about this, what I love is non-traditionalness. I was speaking earlier in Colorado this week, and a woman raised her hand and said, uh, "How do you? How would you re- answer these questions to like a really traditional audience?" And I said, well, as you can probably tell by hearing me talk, I don't get invited to speak to really traditional audiences. Right. So that's not a problem. I What I take as the tradition is so many times the traditions are set in place for spiritual reasons, for healthy reasons, for bodily reasons, and then we lose the reason. We just have the tradition. So we have things like communion. We have things in the spiritual context like church on a Sunday. We have things like worship or like generosity. We have traditions that people have, like Christmas or Thanksgiving. You have traditions like the Day of Atonement, or if you're Hebrew, you have so many different traditions that now the tradition exists, but the reason behind it doesn't. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. So for me, this is an awesome opportunity to take what what the tradition of Valentine's Day was intended to be, and I know there's conspiracy theorists that say it's about making money and it's Hallmark, and yeah, maybe that's true. Well, what, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, Honestly, no. What is it? Is it from like a Saint Valentine's? It's Saint Valentine. Okay. Saint Valentine and his commitment to honestly serve and love people was okay. not. It was turned romantic with the the advent right. of Hallmark and other reasons that you. Well, I had it. so my my mother's maiden name is Valentine. My cousin, who is uh, from my uncle's side, who is also Valentine, his first daughter was born. On Valentine's Day, wow! And I was—he was in New York. I was in New York this, the the day that she was born, and I went to the hospital. And he looked at me. He said, "Kevin, do you know I have to start another account for when she's old enough on her birthday? If she doesn't have a date on Valentine's yeah. Day, I have to fly wherever she is and yeah. take her out. But you've liberated it is now my him. job. You've exactly. Him and now. now she was actually in." I sent, uh, when I found that out, I called up a friend at the uh, New York Post, and she was in the... <laughs> no kidding. Because she was also born like 11.57 p.m. Nice. Like, it was oh, like three amazing. minutes yeah. before yeah, the time, amazing. and it was like a Valentine born on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. 
I feel like you, what I love about what you've done by creating Blue King's Day for you and your family and now more widespread is you give people an opportunity to reclaim the meaning of Valentine's Day without following through with the tradition, which for me personally, both as a spiritual person, as a pastor, as an individual, what I love is sort of reclaiming, why did we ever do this? It's why I'm doing this series right now on my podcast and live about right. the months of the year. I keep asking people, do you know why it's called February? Do you know why it's called March? They say no. I was like, it doesn't matter why it's called March. It matters that we called a month March. Right. So really, what's the origin of Valentine's Day? It doesn't matter why we called it Valentine's Day or why it's there. It matters that we had a day that was set aside for us to collectively celebrate the ones that we loved in a creative and romantic way. Because as you know, as I know, as we know, I'm sure you have friends who have gone through spaces where their marriages are dull or boring, or you just watch this happen and you see this and you go, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm living more like a partnership or like a roommate than I am like a husband. Right. And I think Valentine's Day is that opportunity to go, what's my most creative way to express love? What's my most creative way to express joy? What's my most creative way to express to my wife that this is what she means to me? And we get to do that in a mutually yeah. exclusive, really I, exciting way. What I love the most about this is that we came up with this together. So this is our holiday. Right, totally. And this well, now is it's it, all of ours. So, but, yeah. so what we do is every other year, that person is in charge. Oh, I like that too. So that's another and rule. And it, we got to put that in the deck of cards. We because sell I, I can still, I can still be. It can be your time to pick the restaurant or whatever. Sure. We're, like we went to the King King. That wasn't mine. That okay. was hers. Okay. I know that was hers um, because she's not the strongest of salsa dancers. Okay. Um, but she did that. Club. Yeah. No, it was just like a salsa night. Oh, and she was nice. terrible at it. Yeah. And but, but you're good. I mean, I didn't know you the white. white I do man's have hips. I I know. Move, I'm huh? I'm white and Irish, and I can. Yeah, nice. I do have a beat, and I can move. Okay. Um. And and she. I don't dance well. I'm not a dancer. My dancing falls into that Instagram meme that you've seen. Sure. Where I I I'm at a I'm I'm a cross <laughs> between a dad at a barbecue and a stripper whose rent is due. Yeah. You know, like the way I dance, I don't know how to do it in a way that is either. Whether it's both rhythmic and appropriate. Does that make sense? Like, So I just... I opt you're, great, the, you're great at weddings. I'm, you're, great you're, at, I'm hilarious at weddings. Yes. I have two or three moves and then I just bail. It's, right. It's get out of town. Which is good because at weddings, you know, if you dance too much, then you're sweaty. Yeah. And then, you know, you no, try to... And I'm usually the efficient, bit. which is even more... Exactly. And then you don't want to get caught on people. tape no. now and be like, this is forever. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It, or as long as Instagram. <laughs> Very much company. the same way. Right. That's incredible. I think there's some so other So there's things. something so nice about having that because you're... It, what you try to do is like this is a creative romantic day and yes. what when it's not my year and and she's choosing something um i still get to be romantic uh the, and obviously it being the sunday after the super bowl and i had i i was trying to go through a bunch of different pictures and gifts that we've given um each other mm-hmm. i i have um i have Two different crown rings that I've been given. Okay. Um, wow. I I gave her a uh, like a king necklace um, that I also then bought one myself. Um, and uh, the T-shirts that I've gotten from her are I still have. 
of this. Amazing. And then I my the, my logo for my production company that comes up and in, in before the the shorts and stuff that I've that I filmed is from this company down in uh, Australia that kind of makes this like Basquiat kind of move. Nice. So you have okay. like oh, we yeah, love the crown of Basquiat. Basquiat. Yeah, and totally. then and then and that's like everywhere. one year one year we went out to Mammoth because Mammoth has a little crown there. Does, that's their yeah. logo. Yeah, it does. So we went out there one year and there's just so many opportunities of just random creativeness and you're creating this together as a team and it's a team holiday and that's what we kind of try to emulate in terms of this holiday and we don't want this to be just a guy thing it's romantic right it's more i, I feel like it's more romantic uh, together yes and it's it's more romantic as a fun surprise that when you get to do it each ways because there's been plenty of times too where um i forget whose year it was but we went to a like a thai place that was I think the next week it closed down. Okay. It was just us there. Yep. And there's nothing romantic about that, but the fact that you're trying yes. and we're doing this, like it was a fun For sure. deal. And we still joke around about that. And it's not a disappointment of like, oh, I had all these high expectations of this romantic yes. night. I went to try to be creative I and like here and, and I got and the adventure I got hosed. is romantic. I got hosed by this. Yeah. And As opposed to comparing Valentine's Day year over year, you're going every time is a yeah, new, fresh adventure. To the point where what I realized is as I was trying to think of all the other, all the Blue King days we've had, right? I, I couldn't think of them. There's so many good ones. Because there's, there's just, every one was a different experience and there wasn't a really, there wasn't like a great one and a bad one. They oh, all right. meld together. You've opened up my mind to a lot of things. So now I'm I welcome play this you. For my I welcome wife. you all. I'm going to play this for my wife. Right. And I am going to invite her to join us as we, as a family, forever sail away from Valentine's it's Day. It's so exciting. Right into the arms of Blue King's Day. I can't wait. I love it. All right. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having and me. And here's to your next 250 commercials. <laughs> well, hopefully. It- Hopefully. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, here's thank you. This is the George Clooney of the commercial world. <laughs> Kevin Linehan is with us. You can check him out on Instagram. Hello, I am Kevin. You can find him at bluekingsday.com. Join us as we sail away forever from the obligation of Valentine's Day and into the wonderful and adventurous arms of Blue King's Day. Have a wonderful, wonderful love day.